Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Q on Q for this week. It's July. Boy, it seems like summer just started. Where are these days going? The last week was pretty quiet around our house. My son was off at camp and my daughter was at a Christian music festival, so it was pretty quiet for a few days. Other than some outside work we decided to try to get done. I can't say the same about tonight. Um, While I'm recording this for you, there's fireworks going on all around me. Literally every angle I look out, two windows I can see right now and I see them kind of shooting off all around me. So, So if you missed the last few weeks, we are in season three. This week is episode 45 and it's part three of our best summer ever series. If you haven't checked out the first two episodes, I'd encourage you to go back and give them a listen. Remember, you can always find them on QonQ.com or through most major podcast providers. So if you didn't get to check those out, or if you did tune in and need a quick recap, here is what we talked about. Part one was take a walk, and I focused on why it's important to keep your health, and I mean all aspects of your health, in check so that you can do God's work in your life. You can't fulfill your calling in your vessel If it isn't in good working order, I talked about the importance of physical health, spiritual health, mental health, and relational health as well. Part two was work in the garden, and we talked about how important it is to plant a seed. I had my first ever guest interview. Woo-woo! Skylar Wingate-Massey, thank you again for joining me last week. She's doing some really big things and making a huge difference in the lives of just so many. So this week... The title is Make Stuff. I'm a creator. I write music, I make videos, I take pictures, and though I'm not crafty or necessarily super handy, I love to dabble in that kind of stuff. Something that I've had since the day I got married and won't ever not have is a honeydew list. I'm sure any guys listening out there have one of those. You know, that list of things that as soon as you get married, you get that list that says, honey, do this, honey, do that. Um, That list of things that are always needed to be done around the house. We kind of have a running joke around here. Um, We've had a refrigerator that we got like six or seven years ago that had an ice maker and a water dispenser in it. Boy, were we excited to get that. And the installation kit sits in my kitchen, not connected, (laughs) all these years later. Okay, so maybe I'm not the best at focusing on finishing every project, even seven years down the road. But... Like the ice maker hookup, how many times do we say we're going to do something and then just never do it? How many times do we find ourselves excited for a project, an activity, or an experience, but we find ourselves seemingly unmotivated to move forward with much of what we're excited about? It's too hard. I'm comfortable right where I am. That's a good idea, but I'm good. Somebody else can take care of it. I know it needs done, but I'd rather do something else. You know, those words carry weight. God has given me so many ideas, so many opportunities, so many blessings. Why am I not just running like crazy with all of them? Well, it's summer, and I've taken some time to relax and rest, but as I've said before, sometimes I feel like I'm holding back. And that brings me to this week's topic. It's time to make stuff. But I want to start out with a word of caution. This week's episode is not a command to go run yourself ragged. Over these next two weeks... This weekend, next episode, I'm going to share about pursuing work that is relevant to our calling, instead of holding back on what we feel we should be doing, why using your creativity is important to God, but at the same time, maintaining that important work-life balance that I believe is actually spelled out in the scriptures for us. 
So today we'll cover the importance of being creative, and next week, how we can find balance with it in our lives. So make sure you tune in next week, too, and every week after that, of course. So why is doing so important? Well, for creatives, that's a word you're going to hear me use quite a bit here about people who make original stuff. For creatives, doing is our nature. As a musician, it's literally what I do all the time. The same is true for an artist, a writer, a poet, a dancer, and countless other professions. About two and a half years ago, I realized how long I had been holding back on utilizing a gift God had given me to write, to sing, to share, and to create more using multimedia. And to be honest, I'm nowhere near utilizing that to its full potential, and I have plans, with his provision of course, to continue to grow and expand what I do. I want to read a portion of Psalm 119 that reminds us, that reminds me all of the time, of why it's so important to stay on the path, in the will, and acting on the calling God has given us. Verses 1 through 8 say this, and this is the message version. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right. You don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road he set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. You know, I spent many years not writing any music at all. And really, that last line of that verse, I was doing the exact opposite. God was calling me to do stuff, and I wasn't doing it. Once I started doing it again, the ideas have just continued to flow. I spent many years doing video projects for myself, just for a second income. But when I started using multimedia for his glory, opportunities started opening up. New ideas started just coming out. There's something to be said about pursuing your calling, using your craft, and not keeping it stifled. I kind of think of it, to me, as keeping God bottled up when I don't use what he's given me. So when he calls you to make stuff, make. When he calls you to create or gives you ideas, pray about them, and then run with them. We're made in the image of God. A call to creativity has been placed on our lives because we bear the creative characteristics of God. We've all been made to use our God-given creativity to cultivate the potential of creation around us. God created this world out of nothing, and we are called to create something out of that which exists. Some of you are probably familiar with the name J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings. He actually calls us sub-creators. What a powerful term that is. One of the most familiar scriptures to many is Ephesians 2.10. And in the New Living Translation, it says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. From the very beginning, we were called to create. The scriptures begin with creation, and there are countless stories about doing and making within your calling. Creativity and creative skill are God-given gifts 
We even look back in the Old Testament, clear back to Exodus uh, chapter 35, it talks about God giving specific gifts for artistic work, working wood, designers, and all types of artistic crafts. He filled the craftspeople of Israel with skill, inspired their artistic design, and invited them to follow in his footsteps, creating things that served as a testament to his majesty. And when we engage with our creative side, we are in turn glorifying God by the things he has equipped us to do and make. Creativity, then, is an act of worship. And this is so important. I don't want you to miss this. The process of creating is itself valuable, even seen apart from that which we create. It's easy to place value and worth only on the stuff that we make or how something that's created serves us or enriches us. But the Lord delights just as much, I'm sometimes convinced maybe more, in the creating, in that process. As creatures made in God's image, we should delight in that too. You see, there's so much value and worth in simply leaning into the gifts and the creative desires that God has blessed us with. Now here's where some of us run into a myriad of problems mostly because of our own questioning. What if I invest a bunch of time into something and I'm not any good at it? Shouldn't what I do make me a living? What if people don't appreciate it? We try to quantify the idea of creating by looking at the side of how man will be pleased. And when we allow ourselves to think any type of uncertainty about it, we most certainly don't fully engage in what we're called to do. I look at my music, for example. I used to write a lot in college, and I know I had to do it for coursework and stuff, but I would write for friends and small groups and even bigger things. I got a full-time teaching job, and then I didn't have a whole lot of time to write, but I knew I should. I changed jobs in 2002, and that took me away from having a musical ensemble to direct. And I saw myself as not really having an outlet anymore. You see, I would write things for my performing groups, so I saw a need. You know, I'd write warm-ups, and maybe we needed a new holiday medley, or I even wrote, still to this day, what I think is one of my most stirring pieces um, about 9-11. But, you know, I didn't have that need anymore, so I stopped, for the most part. I also used to be in a worship band, and when we stopped regularly getting together, I stopped writing worship songs. I felt there wasn't a reason, but in fact there was, and I just wasn't tapping into it. To make something, to make anything, we put a piece of ourselves into it. We mimic our creator and make things that reflect our lives. And sometimes we hit stumbling blocks. We aren't sure what to write, where to go, what to design. When we talk about the barriers, the things that keep us from pursuing our creativity, we must also consider humility. Yeah, I've had many stumbling blocks from being creative, but Creating meaningful work requires a certain humility about our lives. It requires a need to be humble about our work and our process, or it can otherwise overwhelm us, cause us frustration, and cause us to walk away from our calling for something that, in most cases, really wasn't that much at all. I think there's something that I think keeps creative people from moving forward with what they're called to do. And again, this is based on my personal experience may not be exactly the same for you. And that is the desire for the situation, the product, the
the process, the circumstances, whatever it is, to be perfect. If I write a big piece of band music, I'm expecting it to get published and sell really well and bring me in a monthly royalty check, right? If I write a worship song and put a video of me singing it on YouTube, I should expect thousands and thousands of views, right? There's a lot to be said about the pressures that we put on ourselves. For the creative, at least for me, this looks like self-obsessed living and can be pretty dangerous. The kind of devotion to craft that some call dedication, but instead has the real potential to destroy it and relationships you hold. It's one thing to be dedicated to your craft and constantly improving, but another thing to think that this dedication will save you from difficulty. And then there's that idea of something never being finished. You ever have a project you just keep going back to over and over again because you think there's something you can do differently? You know, I've had tons of pieces of music where I'll write it, and then I'll listen to it, and I'll change one note, and I'll listen to it again, and I'll change one note, and I'll listen to it again, and I'll change one note. Get my drift there? I think by doing that, by asking ourselves, what can we do differently, Sometimes maybe we're stifling our creative flow because we are, in a sense, trying to pursue perfection. Nothing we create or do should happen in the pursuit of perfection because that one more thing you can do, that creative message you can send, that fine-tuning to make it better, sometimes can cause us to lose something important in the creative process. And this is where we have to decide whether creativity is a hobby, a career, fun, valuable, even activism, or something else that is defining our legacy. I know that's some hard-hitting verbiage right there, but it's true. I believe the creativity God has given me through music and presentation and leading, whether that's speaking or in digital sense, is cementing a legacy. It's not for leisure. And though it's fun, I see how it's leaving a lasting impact for future generations. It's true. In a world where artists seem to be idolized and monetized more than anything else, creativity is valuable. And in those moments, it always helps me to think about the beginning as well as the end. So why did I get into what I'm doing? Why did I start creating in the first place? Then I think about the end. What effect or purpose will my creativity serve? And bigger yet, what will happen if I quit? As creativity becomes essentially intertwined with our identity and our livelihood, we can't forget that intrinsic value. So what if that piece of music I'm writing doesn't sell a single copy? I have a tune in my head, I'm putting it to paper, and it's going to get written, and I'm going to go through that whole process. And that whole time, I'm going to be glorifying God by using the gifts and talents he's given me to serve a bigger purpose. And whether it sells or not, I will have the satisfaction of writing it. I'll go through the process, which will include enjoyment and frustration. And sometimes that's hard to do. I'll be honest when I say, sometimes I will ask myself, why should I just keep writing, put something together that I'm just essentially writing and nobody's ever going to perform. Well, the problem is this. Some of us will have those 15 minutes of fame moments. Some of us will make it big. 
some of us will remain relatively undiscovered or obscured. Perhaps many of our stories even began behind closed doors. Maybe plucking an instrument for the first time or doodling on scratch paper or writing in a journal. Let's be honest. Whether we like to admit it or not, we place tons of pressure on ourselves to be world-changing. But here's the reality. We can only really do and should really only focus on what God has created us to do. And that is ultimately to spend time in his presence. I want to end today by reading you a passage from The Hobbit. I mentioned J.R.R. Tolkien earlier. Um, In the book, Bilbo Baggins had something seemingly insurmountable to face. And how he looked at it and the choices he made changed the course of what lied in front of him. I want you to think about your own creative process as I read through this. Maybe the times we have roadblocks, the times we feel like we shouldn't move forward, the times where we feel like maybe our things won't be appreciated. Listen to this text from the book. A sound, too, began to throb in his ears. A sort of bubbling like the noise of a large pot galloping on the fire, mixed with a rumble as of a gigantic tomcat purring. This grew to the unmistakable gurgling noise of some vast animal snoring in its sleep down there in the red glow in front of him. It was at this point that Bilbo stopped. Going on from there was the bravest thing he ever did. The tremendous things that happened afterwards were as nothing compared to it. He fought the real battle in the tunnel alone before he ever saw the vast danger that lay in wait. In our moments of creativity, we do so much more than hone our craft. We have the potential to face failure, fear, and intrepidation just as much as we have the potential to face success, celebration, and lauding. Creativity is using your God-given gifts to walk through and towards the things that sometimes seem impossible. (laughs) I'm no expert, just a simple man, but every day... I'm learning how to refocus on my creative gifts, to learn how to take a step back when I need to, to lean on the creator in and for everything, and perhaps most importantly, to have grace with myself. Wherever you go, whatever you make, there is an unspoken invisible quality to it that draws people deeper and closer to God. And guess what? You have a part in that. You can plant the seed. Everything you create is another building block in bringing God's love and light to this world. So be the part you've been called to be. Seek his guidance. Fulfill his calling in your life. Use your gifts and talents. And my friends, go out and make stuff. And by doing so, give glory to him. Well, our Best Summer Ever series continues next week with the topic Family Game Night. I'll be sharing a few of my family's favorite games, but more importantly, we're going to continue with the theme started this week, but with more of a focus on making sure you're not getting overworked and finding balance in using your creativity. So I'd encourage you to tune in next week. And as always, check out any past episodes at qonq.com or through most major podcast providers. And please get the word out and share with friends and family you think might need an encouraging word. You can find us and share our pages on Facebook and Instagram at 
Q on Q. I pray that the word God has given me this week will speak to you in some way. Thank you again for listening so very much, and we will see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.